Why can nobody else nail ketchup except Heinz? I... Man. Well, because I think they have, like, kind of like a ketchup Illuminati. Right. They just, they go over and fuck up, like, Del Monte, like, on a constant basis, or Hunt's. Or, you know, like, like any of the inferior ketchups, you know, like, you're like, ooh, Sir Kensington, they really ruined that shit. So, like, (laughs) why is it so chunky? It's it's just wrong. This might as well be pasta sauce. (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) it's a consistency. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't know, like, anyone who tells me they like anything other than Heinz, I worry about. Like, you could give me a packet. Of like, like hunts or whatever, and I won't use it. I'll just no. go into my fridge. Like if you know, like you know, sometimes you get a burger and some fries, and they just load them up with ketchup packets. But when you're giving me inferior ketchup, I'm like, you just these are going straight in the trash. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't know exactly. what it is. I don't know what like wizardry. What fifty seven? Probably it's fifty seven wizards. That's probably. What <laughs> Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Del Monte only it has forty two warlocks that it's just not cutting it. Not cutting it at all. And Sir Kensington's just got a drunk in a cape. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sir you know. Kensington resorted to alchemy, and that's really where he went wrong. Because he's <laughs> he's he's eschewing the magical arts and he's just going straight for an alchemical sort of reaction, and that's that's where he went wrong. I think you got it right there. He throws a shoe into the ketchup exactly he's he's in, literally in chewing it because it is <laughs> it is it is it's terrible pop saga you know we keep it groovy we talking cartoons books tvs and movies a couple of nerds but got style we so cool pop culture talking new and old school yeah you should know we love hip-hop from the roots ty live shout out to feral munch we giving you what you want it don't get no liver ain't no doubt we gotcha this is pop saga let's go oh yeah you heard right this is a lifestyle welcome to the nerd life pop saga Hello everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. Today we're going to talk about the Black Widow, the 1954 movie starring Ginger Rogers. Wait, producer in the booth is telling me I'm talking about the wrong Black Widow movie. You sure? Really? I'd much rather be talking about the 1954 movie, the Ginger Roger vehicle that uh, propelled her to... Okay, well, we'll talk about the 2021 movie. <laughs> y- yes, I know it's starring Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, and Dennis Harbour as Red Guardian. Oh, thanks for letting me know it was directed by Kate Shortland. I mean, we can talk about this one, but I just figured out our super fans would be really confused that we're talking about something that's so current that like they don't need to go back in time and look this stuff up. I mean, that's not, like, really our bag. You know, whatevs. I am John Starr, and as always, I'm joined by Forrest Dynamo. Well, comrade, <laughs> ready to talk Black Widow? Yeah! You know it. Uh, I am so ready to talk about the great American film, which is about the glory and superiority of Mother Russia! 
All you think right. that's offensive? Offensive. <laughs> I mean, we've been at war so long. Hot, cold, none, cold. That you know, I guess you can do it. Um. Eh. <laughs> I mean, like, I will naturally do it. You know, I took Russian for a year. Oh. So, like, and it wasn't because it was like, I definitely need to understand our nation's enemies. It was literally the only option I had for languages because everyone else was like, who's going to take Russian? I'm going to speak French or Spanish. And you I saw like, Red Dawn and you're like, well, well that's for might me. as well be prepared. Yeah, I want to really know what Dolph Lundgren was saying. Oh, he wasn't <laughs> really speaking. Oh, okay. Well, fair Uh-oh. enough. <laughs> You know, but, um, so a lot of times I fall into the, uh, the voice you were doing, but not so high pitch or shrilly. Um, well, I mean, really, yeah, but we're talking about a voice I did. So, yeah, I mean, you, I know you (laughs) can't help territory. You know, if I tried to get that high, like my eardrums would just shatter. Yeah. So don't do drugs, kids. Or do lots of them. Yeah, I don't know. Who are, who are we to judge? Not just, me, comrade. Oh, jeez, there he goes again. I, I apologize, folks. I was kind of hoping. That. Yeah, well, I mean, no offense to the uh, the very kind and wonderful people of Russia, uh, who I respect and admire. Um, so much that I'm doing this terrible <laughs> impression. <laughs> it's like... Oh, by the way, we have our first sponsor. This is brought to you by the Russian Tourism Board. <laughs> right. Yep. Come to beautiful Moscow. We have gray and snow. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. And borscht. They like it mm. cold outside and inside. So, yeah. there you go. Use the vodka to warm yourself up and then the borscht to cool it down. Yeah. Well, you know, my... My Russian accent might be bad and manufactured, but it's better than Ray Winston's. <laughs> fair. <laughs> what did That's you fair. think? Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get started, I put this in the description, but they should go without saying everything beyond this point will be spoiler filled. We are going to talk about this movie and we are going to pull no punches in what we talk about. So, if you haven't seen this movie, don't listen to this episode. You have been warned, but uh, yeah, skip this one if you haven't seen it. Come back to it after you have to, to so you can see if, uh, you know, our viewpoints line up with yours. Yeah, couldn't say it better myself, because I didn't. You said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we usually give spoiler alerts for things that are 20 years old, so. Yeah, it's weird to actually give one that, like, matters. Yeah, but, you know, like yeah, could like, really like, ruin someone's shit. Yeah, we're like, hey, okay, Poltergeist, guess what? The house <laughs> is haunted. <laughs> like, oh, spoiler <laughs> alert, spoiler alert. There's ghosts in this movie. Yeah, someone out there's sure. like, what? Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, Michael Myers killed somebody. What the fuck? You know. <laughs> and everyone else is just like... Hell, I mean, we even did it with Silence of the Lambs. I'm we sitting sure here going like, did. it's third. It's the movie is now thirty years old. <laughs> We're like, well, you know, Buffalo Bill was caught. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
don't tell anyone. Yeah. But Hannibal Lecter killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. And ate him. Wow. Man. They call him, spoiler alert, Hannibal the Cannibal. Well, well, I did not know that. Now I'll, never, now I'll never watch the movie. <laughs> Ruined. <Thanks>. Ruined. <laughs> One star. <laughs> yes. There will be spoilers. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. If you have seen the movie, listen along. Come back to this when after you have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This was definitely one that I know I couldn't miss, but I kind of wish I did. And I'm not Ooh, sure. I can't wait to talk about it. Because we have not talked about our feelings about this movie at all yet. Yeah. This is this'll be fresh hot cakes a stack of hot cake takes. Hot take hot, cakes. Hot, That's nothing. Yeah. I'm a band. Well, I'm bailing out. I'm bailing out of this one. You're like, okay, goose. Yep. I'm gonna hit my head on the old canopy. Yeah. R.I.P. Goose. <laughs> Spoiler! Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it sounds like you have some uh, some complex feelings about this one. Yeah, so I I am drinking a Florida seltzer. Ooh, I'm also art. drinking a black cherry hard seltzer. This Ooh, is yeah, very nice. My friend Harrison brought some over yesterday when we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And it this is a really tasty seltzer that is going to get me through this. That's fantastic. I, in honor of talking about, as we have all already uh, laid out there, there's a lot of Russian stuff in this movie, so I am drinking um, a cocktail in a can, and it's got vodka, sparkling water, and lemon juice and sea salt. Oh, who makes it? It's made by Ranch Rider Spirits Company. Yeah, okay. We were we we were told to try that. It's yeah. really good. They have yeah. their Paloma is really good because I got the variety pack. They have ranch water, Palomas, and this is called the Chilton. And uh, all of them are fantastic. You don't feel like yeah. making a cocktail. These, I mean, they they just taste like exactly what it says on t- on the tin: real fruit juice, booze, and sparkling water. It's great. Perfect. Not sponsored, but if you're listening... Yeah, I'll do a commercial for that. Yeah, we're alcoholics. <laughs> if you're listening, the pandemic was really hard to get through, and now I don't feel like I can stop. <laughs> I'm spiraling towards madness. Help a brother out. <laughs> this is a cry for help. Um... But yeah, we uh, so I saw it yesterday as well. You ever, no, no, I saw it on Friday. I'm sorry, you saw it on Saturday, right? That is correct. And for the people paying attention at home, we're recording this on a Sunday, right? Right. So, right. Right. Know. Yeah. That's so, so now right. you're now that's... your time for those timeline fans. You know, <laughs> where does this pop saga take place in the overall <laughs> pop saga uh, timeline? Oh, we should have one like fucking like. Like they do for Star Wars, and they update it every time, and they try to right. make it simpler, but it's more complex every time. You're like, "What is it called this now? Hold on, let's go What's over here." A B B Y B. You changed it again. Yeah, and then why is there an asterisk here? And then there's a arrow that goes back over this way. I don't understand this. 
we yeah, should we should do, do we should do a couple of uh episodes from the Pop Saga Mirror Universe. I guess those versions of us would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can't do that. Yeah, I don't know, and I'm not willing to shave off my mustache. Yeah, no, no, no. I would put it on like a weird flesh mask before I shake this uh, beard off. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, again, spoilers, spoilers. If you have not seen it, don't listen or just listen up to this point and then uh, bail out and come back later. Yeah, and uh, I think we both took advantage of the the premiere access version of this movie I didn't see it in theaters i had tickets but i refunded them because the delta variant was going crazy in la at the time and i thought eh, why bother why i know i'm vaccinated i believe vaccines work but um i mean if it goes from 93 percent protection to 88 i'm like yeah i can skip it i can skip it for now is there a movie that you would go to the theater to see uh, Delta Variant Be Damned? I I mean, yes. Yeah, probably. Like, what movie would it have to be? Like, it, it could even be a fictional one, like, or whatever. Like, what would what would make you go, like, 88 protect, uh, 88% protection? All right by me. Uh, probably a new Star Wars, if I'm honest. Like any old Star Wars, like no, it have to be mainline. Two. No, no, not a Star Wars, not a Star Wars story. A mainline Star Wars. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd go back to the theater for ah, that, so even like, during this time. Yeah, like okay, it's the the last Ray Walker, and we see Ray, and she's all disgruntled about the Force. <laughs> Is this just like when you become a Skywalker, you're just destined to be depressed about the Force at some point? Or a realist, depending on how you want to look at it. Sure, yeah. Oh, that's right. Hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember he realized he was wrong at the end. Yeah, yeah. that's called a retcon because Aaron's chickened out. But whatever, it's fine. That's fine. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He chickened out. He's like, mm. no, but even in Last Jedi. Luke has, uh, that's his arc. Mm, yeah. His sacrifice really. at the end means that he, uh, yeah. It's, nah, 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 nah. yeah. I think that's exactly what that is, but that's fine. Mm hmm. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Spoilers. No, nah, I don't think yeah. that's-, <laughs> that's what happens. That's what it is. It actually respects the, uh, Last Jedi quite a bit. So. Mm, mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. No, I think yep. he yep. pretty much wipes his ass with The Last Jedi, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's just pretty can... much what both filmmakers uh, do in that uh, trilogy. The Brian Johnson's like, "Well, take a big old dumperoo on Force Awakens," and then J.J. Abrams comes back and is like, "Why you little swipe?" Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But we're not here to talk about Star Wars. But that's mm-hmm. what would get you to theaters. At this point, yeah, I don't probably. think there's any movie that would get me to go to theaters right now. Yeah, like that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe if they're like, I don't know. Maybe if they're the re-release Masters of the Universe, so I could see it on the big screen again. 
Nah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, no. Okay. <laughs> nah. I think I was like, maybe no. Nah. No, nah, it just it's it I didn't want to buy into Disney stuff, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's an option. It's about the same price that I'd be paying for a couple tickets, you know. In fact, it's way cheaper for me to watch it at home than for me to normally go to the theaters because I get liquored up and eat chicken sandwiches and you know yeah like yeah i mean super- same here yeah like because yeah. i i think i get the like the vip tickets uh, humble rig <laughs> but <laughs> but i just like the i it's the only way you can get like a food service in the, the theater near me so yeah usually like you, you pay 30 bucks for the the tickets and then you spend what 40 dollars on food and drinks if not more and so it's a, it's a pretty good deal, I think, in that in in that context. Yeah, and you know, it's the you can pause it if you need to go to the bathroom, shit, or you can do like me, just let it play and uh, go get something to drink to calm your angry nerves. And, uh... <laughs> so, <laughs> let's just dive right into it. Um, so yeah, we saw it at home, not at the theaters, but uh, it was just cool. I mean, I have to, you know, regardless of what the the movie ended up, you know, kind of ultimately being like, um, seeing that Marvel Studios logo, even even though we've seen it in front of the TV shows that we've been watching as well, seeing it in front of a brand new Marvel movie was really just like a great moment. I love, like, I you know, I love Marvel movies. I love that there's so many of them. I love that they come out all the time. Uh, and it was just, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see that again, I think. So that welcoming that back into my life with a new movie was uh, a cool moment. Yeah, I give you that. I mean, it's probably the most memorable music stinger outside the Avengers one at this point. So to hear it, have a new movie, comfort in my home was nice. I mean, this is what it's their 24th movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's, like that. I don't know the exact number myself, but that's insane. And like, this is like the ninth appearance of Black Widow, if you count Captain Marvel. Um, some people do, <laughs> some people don't. You know, it's not like it was a lot. And I think someone else filmed it, but whatever, whatever. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was cool to be able to see this, especially after so much anticipation of uh, getting ready to watch it last year. I had my tickets already bought for it and then, you know, pandemic. So all that just disintegrated and fell apart. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So the, the title was there. That was cool. <laughs> uh, do you think that every move Marvel movie from this point forward is going to start with a de-aged sequence of their main like cast? Because, yeah. Uh, to see that, I mean, I I kind of knew it was going to happen, but it's just like, oh, okay, all right, everyone looks younger, very cool. Uh, uh, no, I I think it really kind of depends on the property. This one, I guess, needed it to have, uh, you know, slightly younger versions of uh, Rachel Wise and David Harbour. Uh. I guess it needed it. But, uh... 
I the thing. So I'll just uh, tell you that I, I, my experience with this movie wasn't over. It sounds like yours was kind of overwhelmingly negative. Mine wasn't. I I like well, you, went from not liking the movie to liking it to s- sort of on like balance, you know, enjoying myself and liking it okay. Yeah, you know why I'm mad. You know yeah, exactly I really why I'm mad. okay. This is and that's going to be the bulk of our discussion. I really want to get into it, but let's definitely save the discussion. Yeah, you know what? In the, I'm going to tell you not only that you know I'm mad about it, that I was prepared to be mad about it, and I was not prepared enough to be mad about it. That's how yeah. unprepared I was. Oh, I, I definitely yes, I have some. I have some thoughts about that for sure, but um, I want to say just right out the gate, Florence. What is? How did you pronounce your last, na- your last name? It's Pew. It's Pew. Pew. Okay, I because yeah. I've never heard it. I don't think I've ever heard it said out loud. But Florence Pugh is incredible in this movie. She steals the movie to me a hundred percent. Yeah, she she is. I don't want to be like she's the breakout star we needed. No, she was excellent as y- Yelena. I loved her character. They definitely endeared me to her in a way that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure how I was going to take like you know that dynamic. Um, yeah, but pretty much stole any scene that she was in. Yeah, her the the part where her and uh uh Natasha are eating in that outdoor whatever like the the cool outdoor restaurant that every sort of like on the run movie always uses where people are drinking like uh beer and dark brown bottles and just having a good hang in like the mm. lull point of the movie. Her whole like asking her how why she does the the hero pose when she lands is just <laughs> chef's kiss so funny yeah no they're actually just their dynamic as a whole was enjoyable it felt like they were indeed like sisters in, in yeah you know in a way not even if they were by bi- not biological sisters but definitely like uh, no pun intended here comrades at arms and growing up with each other they had that really tight-knit bond so i always enjoyed seeing them both but yeah Florence pugh did such an amazing job also so i haven't looked this up but do you know uh that you know during the flashback uh sequence we're talking about um they have like a young natasha and a young uh yelena young natasha is is that mila jovovich's kid <laughs> Um, it might be. It looks just like Mila Jovovich. I don't even know if Mila Jovovich has a daughter, and that daughter is acting, but I was like, wow, that's uncanny. So, I think you might be onto something. Here, hold on. I know the actor's name. And we'll see. Um, yep. You're right. That's Mila Jovovich and uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's kid. It looks just like her. That was so crazy. Yeah, it, it, it was nuts. I thought for a second you were going to be like, did they de-age Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> so <I do> a <laughs> tiny pie. That would, be, that would make no sense. But like, are, are yeah, they she, using that Captain America tech? <laughs> right. 
that would be insane. Can you imagine? I mean, like, that seems uh, that seems really cost. <laughs> seems cost excessive, free. guys. It's a lot of money. It's like, yeah, well, we got it. Fuck you. Where does yeah? No, it's insane how much she looks like her mom. Right, and she has the same ability to sort of hold tears just in her eye on a constant basis. It has like her and uh, her mom have that same way of. Uh, just like having constant, almost about to cry face. Uh, it was really, it was just striking how uh, how that kind of jumped right out at you first thing. Yeah, I mean, I do that too, but that's allergies. <laughs> you just you have constantly watery eyes. Maybe yeah. that's uh, the secret of the Yovoviches. They have the uh, <laughs> they just have terrible allergies. Yeah, they're just not a fan of Flonase. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing I kind of that sort of struck me about this movie is that when I sort of was thinking about it after the movie was over, there were a lot of cool things that happened, but man, it seemed like Black Widow deserved two movies. Like it really felt like they they jammed two movies worth of story into this movie, or it needed. I know you're like, well, this is like this is the you know the ninth, tenth, eleventh time. Black Widow has been in a movie, but they never, aside from just like little, you know, throwaway lines here and there about her past, they never really go into her backstory at all until this film. But there was just so much here that like would have hit so differently had it been like had it been earned a little bit more. Uh, I'll give you a few examples. Like when uh, Yelena sort of kills the woman who trained her and you know is is suddenly like the the red room spell is lifted from her and she like is she kills her mentor mm-hmm. like that is the way she talks about it the way it's shot it feels like it's ha- it's a moment that that deserves a lot of like emotional gravitas but since we just met everyone it just does is just like oh okay I don't know why, who is good or bad or nothing is like, it doesn't really mean any to me emotionally. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like most of this movie for the most part. Yeah. That's like everything. Like what about Rachel, uh, Molina? Uh, what is iron maiden? What is her? Yeah. I think it's iron maiden. Yeah. Uh, she, her sort of like, turn her double cross and then triple cross <laughs> like her like selling them out to the red room and and then like flipping on the red room and like actually being uh you know good seemed again like to happen just like in a second yeah well it was difficult because you know we Outside of the initial start of the movie, we don't really have any experience with her until they all get back together years later. So it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, where do those alliances lie? Obviously, you could tell that she cared for them when they were escaping, so that felt genuine. So, I mean, I guess the multiple turns that you got there were to be expected. I mean, a lot of this movie, to me, actually, I just felt like I was just... like. 
background writing parts of it. It was like, oh, she's going to do this, then this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this. Oh, yep, okay, that happened here. Okay, this happened there. and It felt very predictable. My overall sense for this movie is it's kind of similar to you, where you're like, I wish I had two Black Widow movies. I just wish they just would have Disney Plus TV showed it, to be yeah. honest, because I felt like it would have had a better burn and a lot more of these... Uh, these moments would have been rightfully earned versus kind of like just forced upon us. Well, we just going to, we're just going to accept this. The, you know, she's going to, Melina's going to help him, you know, in the end of it, uh, Alexi played by David Harbour is going to, you know, do his thing and, you know, just accept it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cares for you know what I mean? It was just, it, it was just a lot of, I guess what you get with movies in general is you just have, here's this earned expectations where it's like, okay, you've done it. I, I, I accept what you're giving me. What you're presenting me is that's what it's supposed to be versus something yeah. that's supposed to be a little bit more impactful. And then like Ray Winston's villain, general Drakov or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. General Drakov is like, you you don't you don't see him actually do all these horrible things like he obviously has done horrible things but like you don't you don't get a sense of him as a villain that you despise um and so you know when he is finally bested you're like oh okay you know all right good i guess yeah <laughs> you know? exactly good i guess his glasses fly towards the camera and you're like okay this is supposed to be a moment but it's a little undercut. Even like, I know a lot of people don't really, I actually, people got really mad at me for saying I liked Captain Marvel uh, when I talked about that on Facebook. So uh, really? I'm sure, yeah, people were definitely like, this movie sucks. You're dumb for liking it. Um, okay, but I thought, go ahead. I was like, okay, chance. Calm down. <laughs> It's a fine movie. That's it's fine, that. but it's like the 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 way that they introduce us to Jude Law's character, um, and like the whole the villains of that movie when they finally get theirs at the end, that feels really satisfying. Um, for whatever reason, this just I don't know if it's just because they were just it just felt like they were trying to do too many story threads, and uh. It just seemed like no one got enough time to really, you know, make that big impact. Yeah, I mean, everything was sped up. Everything. So, yeah, nothing was... Uh, everything that kind of happened was just like, whatever. Like, Drakoff, if you would have dropped his name a few movies ago as something, then at least when we see him, there would be some expectation was like, this is somebody, you know. She's either on the lookout for, or she's, you know, terrified of, or something. Give me something that makes this be like, uh, makes him seem like a credible villain. Yeah. And I think that was my problem, actually, with the movie, which, you know, I think is all right overall. I just have some major problems with it, is that the villains are just, eh. Yeah. Which it's, is... To be fair to this movie is something that Marvel struggle, struggles with, I think, quite a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not too many compelling villains that they have that like that stick around. You know, like yeah, this was one, but that took a lot of build up to do. It wasn't right. Was Killmonger, of course, is one of the ones that people always point to as as a really successful. Maybe one of besides Thanos, one of the only other successful sort of Marvel villains. It would have been cool if they kept Red Skull around. Uh, just, just to be kind of like a constantly occurring villain, but uh, nope, nah, <laughs> he's on four know, mirror being a ghost, you know. And then Baron Zemo, I know a lot of people couldn't stand him in Civil War, and I actually thought he was a really compelling villain, so I liked him a lot. I think it's yeah. just really I like the villains who last more than one movie. Generally, have a little, they're a little bit more complex. Yeah, like, yeah, and they definitely Falcon and the Winter Soldier definitely redeemed the only part I didn't like about Zemo is that he they never gave him his uh his purple hood or any real costume. He just his costume was a very smart guy without for revenge. <laughs> his husband was like, mm-hmm. he shops at the Banana Republic. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> he, he likes black coffee and burnt bacon. Yeah, who doesn't? Who does? Yes. <laughs> Don't burn my bacon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think that's a very valid point you bring up. It's just a lot of it. There, there was a lot going on, and this isn't like a short movie, but this no. is one of the. This is one of the rare Marvel movies where I watched where when we when we did have to pause it, I was like, "There's an hour left." <laughs> and I normally yeah. don't do that. Normally, I'm just sitting on like. On the edge of my seats, just absorbing everything. I was like, oh man, that movie's over already. This one, I was going, okay, come the fuck on. Why is there an hour more of this? And then, it, as far as there's an hour more, but the, the payoffs are just meh. Yeah. I mean, I I loved all the sequences that felt like they just were stolen from the Born Identity. Um. Uh, well, at least, yeah, they didn't do the super, super it, the jump cuts in this one weren't so bad. Like the back yeah. and forth with the fighting, like the Bourne, any of those Bourne movies where you're like, I don't know how he beat him up because I couldn't see anything. It just was <laughs> yeah, well, elbows and newspaper. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Paul Greengrass has a, a bit of a, he's a bit of a, he likes his handheld shots, let's just say, but yeah, no, um, just, uh, that's he has a Nolan problem too. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. <laughs> no, they don't know how to shoot action sequence. They don't know how to shoot certain ac- action sequences, like hand to hand action sequences. Yeah, you, that must be so hard to do because it seems like that so very few people do it well. But uh, they did it. You're right about this movie. They certainly did it very well. Like the the fight between Yelena and uh, Natasha when she comes uh, to the Budapest um, safe house. Bush. Sorry, Budapest safe house. <laughs> I'll go with Yelena on this one, <laughs> or not Yelena uh, Mason, right? Yeah, yeah. Was Mason the one that kept pronouncing mm, it differently? Yeah, Budapest. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go then, with uh, Mason on this one. Yeah, and I mean, he was a great character. Yeah, so. interesting. Uh, cool to see, like, a little obscure Marvel character, you know, given new life and sort of a little bit more of an interesting uh, role as, as, like, this 
this like incredible fence. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah, right. Because he must be because of all the stuff he's able to get, yeah, especially at the end. I mean, yeah, it's got to be pretty good. I guess he's yeah, got to be yeah. really good. But you're saying the fight between them? Oh, I mean, like that fight was just incredible. I really thought that. Uh, I really, you know, even though it was all CG, man, when uh, Scarlett Johansson gets ping pong between those door frames, I was like, oh. God, that looks like it hurt. Yeah, no, she got beat up. She falls out the balcony and just keeps hitting like the scaffolding. Like, yeah. like I mean, I the be fair, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't even made it to the door. I would have tripped in the house and somehow break my own neck before they would have got to me. That's how no, I, I, am. <laughs> I would have uh I would have uh choked watching James Bond in that trailer. Just <laughs> <laughs> by myself and just sort of choked on whatever she was eating. You're like, oh, I like Moonrock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I thought the, I mean, the fight scenes for the most part were easy enough to understand what was going on versus really chaotic, uh, phonetic, um, I definitely think it could have been a little better, but I just I I personally just wish people would just go to the John Wick school of how to shoot a a, a fight and yeah I'd be okay with that because I you know I love my like Hong Kong action movies of old where everything or you know old school kung fu movies where everything is framed within the shot so you, you can't really cheat it with these really you know like they go back and forth like you really feel like the the combatants are skilled. I, yeah. I, I guess that's what I feel within that. But um, uh, overall, I thought the action in this was uh, pretty okay. Yeah. Now, do you think if this movie had come out right after Civil War, where it sort of takes place in the timeline, would that have been better? I think it would have been better. <laughs> I think it would have helped. If this... So this movie, I, I know we're not wrapping up, but this movie overall feels like it is uh, completely out of time um, in, in, in the timeline thing. But to me, it just felt like it did not need to be made at this point. Yeah, because there's, if you think about it, 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 where it takes place sort of chronologically in the timeline of the current mcu if you if it comes out right after civil war and it deals with the aftermath of civil war which it does they talk about it at least in like you know little dialogue snippets here and there unfortunately no big cameos besides a like a little voiceover line by uh, uh hawkeye um but if they had said it in that time period i think that when Black Widow makes her ultimate sacrifice on uh, Vormir, that becomes even more impactful when you have, when you see her redemption arc play out in such a full way as it does um, in this movie. Even though some of her redemption feels like Deus Ex Machina um, and she didn't really earn it as much as just happy circumstance happened to uh to 
to work out in her favor. <laughs> you know, hey, he's here. I'll deal with it after all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think if this would have taken place chronologically, it would have been a lot better. But, you know, this movie was an afterthought for sure. So, like, yeah, we got to do one more to kind of introduce phase four of um, Marvel. And it ends because of the pandemic, you know, they had to reshoot some things and redo some things to kind of yeah. uh, make it fit within this new timeline that, you know, WandaVision kicked off instead. So. Um, I'd be interested in see what that was, but yeah, if it was after Civil War, I wouldn't mind that. I guess yeah. they probably would have been a little too much, too similar type of movies back to back, and that seems to be against their their yeah Marvel. It method. did. It does definitely have sort of the tonal. It's tonally definitely a. Uh, a movie that feels just right in line with, you know, Winter Soldier and, uh, to a lesser extent, Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, they're a similar note. Like, I think if you were to, uh, you know, if we were playing this on the piano, you wouldn't be off key with this one if you were playing it right after Civil War. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good way of describing it. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think this is the problem when you are going, when you sort of, it's the issue that I have with any prequel, is that oftentimes prequels, if you try to add anything new, it just opens up questions, like, where is the Red Guardian during uh, Infinity War? Um, huh? You just, have to, you just have to imagine they were dusted. Well, but in Infinity War, like where, but even before everyone get, gets dusted, like why would he? Why, why would he be there? Why is why is he fighting in Wakanda? I don't know. Maybe they're just like, hey, we need everybody. Like, you know, and Black Widow's like, hey, I just happened to get, reconnect with a guy who is just basically Russian Captain America. Let's get him over here. Yeah, I mean, he stole a shield. Is that good enough for you? <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking Black Panther's like, get him a new outfit that fits him a lot better than his current <laughs> outfit because that is a disgrace. Like, get him a new outfit that doesn't look disgusting. Yeah, at all. He looks gross. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No fair. Like, and it, an it, army of Black Widows. <laughs> it's like that seems like that would have come in handy. I mean, I guess. Like, I mean. They're just widows. They're not the Black Widow. Sure, yeah. Not but I mean, good. well, at least five of them. I mean, they they were able to. They really uh, were taking care of uh, Black Widow pretty good there at the end. If that if Elena hadn't thrown that uh, bomb, that made them better. Yeah, like all bombs do. Yep, that that, and, that cool smoke bomb. Yeah, it looked hey, like they were at uh, Coachella. <laughs> yeah, look, every time like one of us is sick in the house, I throw a stick of dynamite into someone's room. Boom! <laughs> Health explosion. And they're just like, what? Oh, no. I did not realize I was being brainwashed, but I did realize it. But I could do yeah, nothing but- about it. <laughs> but but now I'm just like I'm not mad anymore. I just wanted to be a good guy now, guys. Um, 
let's talk a little real quick about that uh that after credits scene yeah sure uh, it was a scene yep uh, it filmed in the in the hills of los angeles somewhere very obviously california but yes. supposed to supposed to be the midwest sunny ohio Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunny, hilly Ohio. Hilly Ohio. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I believe that was still the after credit scene. Um, the original, like that's not reshoots. Scene. It's not reshoots. So that was supposed to be our first introduction to Julie Louise Drivers character, the Contessa. Yes, and then obviously it. It's like, I mean, it's kind of amping us for the, uh, hopefully, for the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. Yeah, That's, if that means that we're going to get uh, Yelena in the Hawkeye show, I'm, I'm like five times more interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you put as much emphasis on her character and make her such uh, so compelling. Like, if you want to talk about all the, most of the unearned things that happen, the one thing that uh, they have earned from me for sure is Yelena Belova. Like I like that character a lot. I thought she yeah. was pretty cool in the comics, but this this iteration, I was like, okay, as long as I have a widow s character, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. And, and she is like, she's just bursting with humor and personality. Um, you know, no offense, like. Scarlett Johansson did an incredible job. She definitely brought that character to life in a way that, you know, you, that was definitely her own. She des deserves a lot of accolades for that, but I'm definitely looking forward to this new um, Widow. I guess in the same way, I'm looking forward to this new Captain America. Each one brings different things to these archetypes that I already love. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I put it like this. Yeah, I, I mentioned, like, I felt like this would have done well with the Disney Plus treatment. I very mm -hmm. much believe, though, that Black Widow deserved her own standalone movie. So I'm happy that she got it. Yeah, you know, and after I mean, seeing like, this, I want—I I wish they would have done two. You know, I wish they would have introduced us to her fight against the Red Room as sort of like a background in the first movie, have her facing someone else, but have that whole Red Room idea out there. And then have this movie to sort of wrap that all up would would have been awesome. Yeah, it sounds pretty neat. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought the after credit scene without much context was felt like okay. But when you end on a, a picture of Hawkeye, you're just gonna go, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> then like you found the, and it's like you found the worst picture of Hawkeye like ever, like. I get it. It shouldn't have been a glamour shot or something, but it really looked like they just found Jeremy Renner like walking out of a bar somewhere <laughs> after he was playing a hit, you know, hit, you know, playing with his band. Where he's like, "Beep bop, beep bop, boo," you know, whatever. <laughs> he That's was a doing. great song by Jeremy Renner's band. Yeah. Oh god, that fucking Diesel Marrow, where they're just making fun of him for a good solid two minutes. She bop bop, I gotta find it. That's <laughs> That's, that's going on the soundboard. Um, you know, it's just like, yeah, Hawkeye, okay, I don't care. Like, especially when we just had episode five of six of Loki, and I'm way more interested in the last episode of that, and hopefully who that will introduce. Yep. Versus, well, you know, listen. Versus, 
<laughs> Listen. <laughs> Uh yeah, my uh my wife has the exact same review for this uh, Black Widow movie. She fell asleep before the movie ended, so there's there's her there's her her take on it. And then she just said, "Well, I'm just I'm really more excited for Loki right now." So she I don't know. She's I was like, "Do you want to watch it again? You want to watch the part you missed?" And she's like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, so I'm just maybe. excited for that Loki coming up. <laughs> it almost feels like. This movie should have either come out before Loki or like a month after Loki. I understand yep. that like the latter half of this year is going to be a shit ton of Marvel movies, you know, with Shang-Chi and the internals. So I understand like they're trying to pace them out a little bit. And Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man? I couldn't remember if Spider-Man was the end of this year. Yeah, December. Jeez. I mean, yep. think about that. September, we get Shang-Chi. I can't wait. Uh, that's going to be, I mean, the fights that, that already look incredible. but That might get me good. to the theaters. That might get me to the theaters. It looks really good. Yeah. And then Eternals in November and Spider-Man in December. Jeez. I mean, that's just a shotgun blast of Marvel movies. <laughs> yep. But I felt like this one, you know, just, I'm like, What's coming from uh, what, what? What's going to happen in that Loki episode? I have <laughs> suspicions of who I think it is, but I wonder if that will come true. And then all of a sudden, I see this and like, we're gonna get the one who killed your sister, Hawkeye. And you're just like, eh. <laughs> 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 like I don't care that you're all working together. I don't care. That, you know, the whatever, whatever machination she's doing in the past, building her own Avengers team or whatever the fuck it's going to turn out to be. I was yep. like, eh, okay, well, next Wednesday, I'll just sit in my meditation chamber, a la Darth Vader, waiting for that day so I can be like, <laughs> whoa, this is the shit. Like, I mean. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It was just so wrong. And, yeah. Uh, well, I think we've avoided it for long enough. Uh, let's talk Taskmaster. Let's talk Taskmaster. So, just so people know, John is a huge Taskmaster fan. Maybe the biggest. I don't know. He's not like, it's not like Task Taskmaster. He's like ubiquitous in the Marvel universe, but he's always been sort of a secondary character. I don't think I've ever met anyone who loves Taskmaster quite so as much as you. Why do you like Taskmaster so much? Okay, well, multiple reasons. One, you know, it's like one of the earlier comics that I read with Taskmaster in it. He has the whole Skeletor motif, skull in a hood. That's true. Um, his, but what really compels me, it's the same reason why I really like Deathstroke. Both created by the, you know, designed by the same guy, George Perez. So they, you know, they're, they're similar in ways. Um, I love how he just, like, his classic look. Um, but what I really dig is his, it, it's two fronts. And one thing it got me, it got me thinking about it recently after watching this, was one, I love his powers. Because they, they seem grounded relatively realistic and like still defeatable 
right? So his, his powers in the comic book is he has photographic reflexes. He's able to see someone physically do something and he can replicate it exactly like they do. So normally you'd be like, well, you know, he could look at a sous chef and know how to plate up the plate exactly like the other person. Or, I don't know, look at Captain America, throw his shield, and then throw his shield like Captain America. But fight like the swordsman, shoot his bow like Hawkeye, shoot his gun like the Punisher. I guess the Punisher's a real clean shot. I'd probably pick Bullseye or some shit there. That's <laughs> yep. what else? From, like, anyone else. But, you know, like, throw his billy club like Daredevil. He, he was just like this jack-of-all-trades type of character who, like, Depending on which Avengers group he was fighting, he'd fuck him up. So I, I loved that about him. And also, like, one of the things is, and this is probably more sentimental than anything else, is on his first appearance, it shows Taskmaster, and he's, you know, this full body picture, and it says, anything you can do, I can do better. And that's nifty, you know, everyone. But my mom, when I was younger, used to... Uh, sing that to me. And then we would oh. do the whole back and forth. You know, anything you can I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. And we used to do that. So there's that, like, kind of connection to the character in a weird way, though. And it's not like my mom was like, Avengers 126, Taskmaster. <laughs> Sit back, Johnson. You know, reading these tales. But there is that kind of connection. And I dig, like, Almost every iteration, um, from him being a total villain to him kind of being this anti-hero that he is now, to um, you know the Udon days where he was, uh, you know, had a slightly different outfit, which I don't mind at all. Um, I just love the character, and then I got this, yeah, <laughs> and they they. They Eric's Roberts Tim. They dead or alive Taskmaster. Where <laughs> pretty much he downloaded moves and then would do the moves. And I was just like, why for you do this? <laughs> yeah, they they transformed Taskmaster from uh like a a pretty interesting multi-dimensional villain. Uh, who would later go in comics continuity to open up a school for like henchmen and villains to, to teach them that a fight, which I think is uh fantastic. Um, it's the best. It's the but they best. sort of, yeah, it's right. It is. It's corny a little bit, but it's fun. Um, and yeah, they they turned that character into sort of more of like a sort of confusingly defined cyborg who also has red room training and has been put through the widow program and but because of cybernetic implants can like and i guess a augmented reality visor can evaluate and copy people's moves but only like yeah through assistance there's no actual powers or special abilities there you see how long it took you to say what this one could do in a movie when i could just be like they got photographic reflexes if the person sees you shoot a gun they shoot the gun just like you do 
I feel like that would have been a lot. That's a lot easier. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that the, this character was sort of sacrificed on the altar of having, like, what I said before, having um, Natasha's ledger be slightly less red because we find out through the course of this movie that the the Budapest incident that has been mentioned in previous films involved her okaying a uh, an explosives assassination of this Drakov general guy, but all the while knowing that his in you know his his child daughter was in the room when the explosion happened. So she basically killed you know the general Drakov and his daughter, and and she feels real bad about that. But oh. No, no, that no, she's fine. Or mm, mm, she's kind of fine. <laughs> she's very fine. burned yeah, uh, I mean, and mutilated from the explosion, which I guess didn't get Drakov at all, but did very much hurt his daughter. And then, as he describes it, I was really hoping he would give us the lowdown and exactly how he made her into Taskmaster, but instead he just goes, I put a chip in her head. In the back of her head, I put the chip. And it's like, I, that doesn't mean... I saw that happen a, earlier in the movie. Uh, can you explain a little more about <laughs> how this works? Or No, I will not explain anything <laughs> <Yet>. else. <laughs> you are expecting a plot about the character that we've referred to. I can tell you exactly when John was pissed off. It was when they <laughs> said, initiate the Taskmaster Protocol. And I yeah. knew I was mad. From that point on, I was pissed. Because they come in, put the fucking SD card in the back of her head, and then, like, there's this real, like, Michael Myers Terminator type of vibe that never pays off whatsoever with this character. You know, like, with the head tilts and the movements. And I'm sorry, the fake out. I did not appreciate the level fake out. It was like, it's just a dude-shaped body. And I'm not saying it should have been form-fitting or whatever, but that was a that, that was a cheap fake out in that room. It did seem a little stretched. I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when I made a prediction that Taskmaster was uh, a woman? It was going to be a woman? Yeah. And I was like, impossible. Yeah. I, because I was uh, wrong. I, it was just the way that they like padded out that uniform. It just felt like they were trying to. It was a. It just felt like a misdirect. There was something about how the the actor who was uh, who was under all that 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 those that costume was moving that was felt forced or something. I don't know, but. I mean, to remember, uh, I only watched the initial teaser, so I've watched literally nothing else. I've seen nothing else of it, so I didn't really... Yeah. Even the hot toys, when they showed the hot toys and stuff, like, I dodged that shit like the Matrix. Yeah. Or I guess I dodged that shit like Taskmaster would. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any problem with that part of it. I think... have what, making What part? Making Taskmaster a computer? No, a, a woman... I I don't no, have any. Oh yeah, I don't. Whatever. That's I, that's inconsequential. Taskmaster doesn't. There's nothing about Taskmaster that me that makes any really difference if it's a a man or a woman. But I think that that 
the I, I agree with like how the twist was sort of just kind of ham handed because they refer to Taskmaster as a him the almost the entire movie and then it's like oh no it's a a lady but it's part of the Black Widow program so and wouldn't it make more sense if it was a woman like I I don't know it just the the his, Taskmaster's place in the movie, there's just something about that twist that just doesn't work. And I don't, it, I, it, I don't know. It just was like, okay, yeah, yeah. This character was not needed for this movie in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. You yeah. could have, like, like you said, it could have been, if you wanted to have kind of that creepy look or something like that, you could have just put the widows in mask that looked that creepy. That that was the upgrade that you know Drakoff has done since then. That maybe that's part of the brainwashing or those helmets or something. And you could have still had that look where these 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 creepy silhouetted widows were hunting, you know, like Natasha and Elena down. And I would have been fine with that. But the fact that you put Taskmaster in there and then completely underutilized the character. And then when you do see it, you're just like, eh. Like, you know, from the the kit Cylon visor thing going back and forth to the backpack of collapsible weapons. You know, like, everything. I was just like, you're not needed. You don't do anything to drive the plot forward. You're not a constant thorn. You think you created this character to be a constant thorn in their set, when that isn't the case at all. And yeah, it just uh, uh, and I hate I I I truly hate the how the the changing of the power set. And I understand because technically that would have made you know that makes Taskmaster in the comic books a mutant, you know, or enhanced in some way because of doing that. Um, yeah, but at this point, any like that. Th- when Captain America first came out, like they made it such a big deal that like, oh, he had the last super soldier vial, and for at least a little amount of time, it felt like he, oh, you're like the super soldier, okay, no other people will have these powers, but since then, they've like introduced 15 other super soldiers, and including the Red Guardian in this movie, so, I mean, make them enhanced, like you, they could be enhanced 11 different ways. Maybe they like sneezed on the cosmic cube once, and then they got <laughs> some powers. I don't know. <laughs> Working as a janitor at fucking Shield headquarters, yeah. Yeah. It. Like, Antonia oh, oh, oh. Masters. Antonia Masters. She was a jan- she was a j- just a lowly janitor until she sneezed on the cosmic cube, and now she <laughs> could remember any fighting style and replicate it. Yeah, photographic reflexes. See, that's fine. Like, to use them. I. Yeah, but- <laughs> Honestly, like I, the thing is, I even feel like the explanation. It took two times in the movie to explain what Taskmaster does. Yelena does it better than the 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 initial one, where you're just seeing Taskmaster watch a Hawkeye fight Black Panther. Yeah, just and, just footage. It's just, he's just watching the end or the middle of Civil War. <laughs> yeah, like top down footage, dude, just like this. I would have liked something that uh, reinforced that 
you know, like in the comic book, sometimes what they'll do is like, they'll have, you know, Taskmaster will do a flip, but then they have like a real light drawing of like a uh, daredevil, you know, like almost like superimposed, like that's the move he's replicating. So you kind of understand which powers were going. It would have been cool. cool to kind of see like Natasha, like he throws the shield and she goes like that and a throwaway line. She's like, man, threw it like Steve would, or, you know, like the fact that she's paying attention to these individuals where you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm starting to understand where this, this character's move set is coming from versus just like, Oh, well, okay. I got claws now, but I'm not going to do anything cool with them. Or, yeah, that uh, was a that was a real letdown. Like, I mean, everything, and I, I mean, I don't like the costume. I mean, that one, I didn't like the costume from the jump. So, I still don't. Uh, yeah, yeah there's. Just, I really didn't like the weird. So, uh, she has that hood, which is good, but cool. she never has it on, which is or rarely does, which is unfortunate because it looks a lot better with it on. But then she has that weird like faux fabric cowling that looks like it's supposed to be like the front of taskmaster's cape or it's like connected to the hood somehow but it is rigid it's like whoops i put too much starch on my scarf and now (laughs) i have this this weird giant necklace there's a part where i think it's where uh you know uh, black widow is fighting with her and she is sort of like moving it around and it just looks stiff and wrong because it's meant to look like fabric but it doesn't move like fabric so it just ends up looking kind of cheap but oh yeah um, it's like that shakespeare neck piece you see in all the drawings of them you're like how is that right Right, exactly kind of disc around that yeah but if like it's like that, but if you like moved it, you realized it was all one rigid piece instead of like the the you know the of a weird doily or whatever. It is. But, yeah. And um, I, yeah, the the costume wasn't great. I mean, I would have you know I would have killed for a cape. I know it's not practical, but I would have killed to have that kind of silhouette breaker because also we don't really get that many people in these movies with capes. Well, yeah, or just, like, have her walk up in a cape and just, like, throw it off. Yeah, or use it. Like, use also, it, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu it ha- or some shit, you know? Like, I'm choking you with it. Something. Wouldn't it have been better if, like, it was... They obviously... And this was the big twist, was like, Oh, it's... It's a... You lady, we, you made you think it was a guy. Ha ha We fooled you good. But wouldn't it have been more interesting if it was... If you could, if it was obviously a woman from the start, and that's like when they have these moments where Taskmaster is looking into Black Widow's eyes and Black Widow's looking back into this visor, like, who are you? Like, at least in that situation, you could think that maybe she would have some sort of spark or something. Does she know it's Antonia? Is there some sort of connection there that she is sensing? Because in those scenes, it meant the way she is looking at taskmaster it seems like they're they're trying to convey some sort of recognition or sort of mystery but as far as we know there's no connection between them so i don't know there there seems like there's a way you could tease out that connection and make that the impact again if we had another movie where we saw her interacting with antonia at all Besides the fact that she is a child, and that's what makes the the thing extra sad when she has to call that 
the you know the, the make the call about the bomb, but like there just needs to be some history there so we have so that re- the reveal is like incredible or what 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 about when she like at the very end when when she uh, taskmaster has been given the 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 serum that 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 cancels the red room's mind control and he's or she's looking at Natasha like 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 there is a connection there but I'm like isn't this still the person who like mutilated you <laughs> I I hear you what if it was we see young Natasha babysitting and or training Antonio yeah you give us that so then when she calls in the bomb she's like oh my god but I really can't stand your dad you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, know. you were like a surrogate sister to me because I never had a real family, but all of a sudden something uh, or she was forced her hand or someone, you know, forced that situation and she wasn't fast enough to stop it or something. Give me the payoff that yeah, that there's some sort of connection. Same time, I would need zero of that connection. If this was if this was not Taskmaster and this was like like broke boss or whatever you want to name them, you know, like some, uh-huh. some terrible reject version. I would have been okay with that. It, 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 uh, or make, make Taskmaster the person who started the Red Room. Sure, I would have taken that. As long as it wasn't Ray Winstone. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be someone... It would have to be another actor or uh, the that, and you, uh, I don't know, or, or hired by the Red Room to train, or like anything else, and be like, "We'll give you an extra, you know, five mil if you handle our widow problem." And he's just like, "You got it, dude." You know, yeah. I'll do this. Give me something. They don't don't give me what you gave me. Like, yeah, I. So, I agree. Yeah, you were gonna say. No, I mean, you know, I'll save it for my wrap up. It's fine. Yeah, I but, I feel like they. It sucks sometimes when you have like a character you like in Marvel and they kind of burn them. Not not to say that they insult them, but they like they go through like they're like, okay, we're done. This is what this character is in this world, and this this is what they'll always be. You know what I mean? Like we're never gonna get uh. Uh, what Wonder Man? Because he is on a, a poster in the back of uh, you know, he he is guest starring a little cameo by Nathan Fillion on a poster, you know, in the back of um, uh, Guardians, I think. Uh, two. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Not to say might. that that's like my favorite character, but like they're they kind of are they're sort of cementing these different ca- uh, comic book characters with these new personas, and they don't always they're not always a, a positive change. No, I mean look at Crossbones, the fact that you just got rid of Crossbones. When yeah, crossbones like one of a- yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're going to say the same thing I was going to say, which is one of Cap's biggest. 
nemesis. It's <laughs> like you just get rid of, rid of him. You just got rid of him, and it could have been a great foil for you know uh, this you know this Captain America. You know Anthony and Max Captain America would have been great to have yeah. that kind of come back. They know each other. They have literally. He was the reason why he got all blown up and burnt in the first place. So it would have been great to be like, oh shit, he's still alive. That would you know a great foil there. But nah, let's just just toss him to the. You know, like toss them to the, you know, it's it, toss them in the trash pretty much. And it's just like a lot of these characters who, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the movification of characters. I get that. Like maybe what, what's on the page doesn't necessarily work on the stage, but in this essence, I was just like, this is a, this is a character that in the comics books have fought the Avengers. Give me, give me that version. Don't give me, I walk, I do the head tilt, and I have no agency or I'm unimportant because the other stuff we're going to be telling is way more impactful. Because I'm like, this type of character works with a certain type of hero. Taskmaster, you could put him in a Spider-Man movie. You could put him in a Black Widow movie. You could put him in... You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I much would have rather seen Taskmaster in that. Because at least I felt like I would have got six episodes out of it. You know, like... Well, I'll say this. Like, you... The thing is, like, we could still have that. Because uh, Antonia survives, and now she is free of the Red Room brainwashing, but she still has the cybernetics and all the stuff that make her this version of Taskmaster. So she could be on a TV show. She could be in future movies and we could get the mercenary Taskmaster who has adapted this technology to become basically the Taskmaster we know from the comics. So I think the, the, the silver lining, if there is any, is that this version of Taskmaster survives the end and could come back and could, you know, get the TV show treatment more episodes flesh them out you know have them become because they're obviously like they're still the the daughter of a criminal we don't know how she felt about her dad she could be someone who is who becomes sort of this gray area um character in the future so i think that that at least that that's positive sure <laughs> it, could be, it could get better. Nah. It now. So the problem is, it could get better, and it will take work to make it better. And this is a character that does the work already. It's like it's it's one of the characters from like out of all the movies and all the things that you need less special effects for. This is that type of character. It's a physicality type of thing. You don't have to worry about energy beams or flight or any of that you just have to worry about someone looking extremely badass and able to hold their own when fighting some of the top you know characters in the marvel universe like if you could fight captain america black panther and you know hawkeye all at the same time that means okay this is a this is a threat this person someone you do not take lightly in this instance eh. Like, if I just wrapped this Taskmaster in tinfoil, probably be the end of her replicating abilities. 
Because <laughs> there's not any sort of. Well, let's just. <laughs> I see you made a Faraday cage around this uh, Taskmaster. Now they can't download load uh, kungfu.exe into their <laughs> SD card. Exactly. I lost kung fu. I, I also lost access to shooting a bow. Uh, so you know nothing is there someone someone hasn't had the design a ui for me to go like do i want to pick arrow claw sword or shield and i'm like get the fuck out of here mobile game this shit to me don't do that (laughs) like effectively wearing like a samsung vr headset running around fighting people yeah the the problem is that yeah the shield program costs 2.99 and i just can't and I just don't want to invest anything. I'm, I'll just let my, I'll just let my Taskmaster goobers recharge. I just waiting. Are you sitting there going like it's got ads, and I don't want to pay to remove the ads. So every time she's <laughs> fighting somebody, it's just like, hey, do you want to play Raid Shadow Legends? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm trying to fight. Oh, I'm getting beat up. I won't do it. Yeah, it is. It is strange that they. They they ostensibly have a movie about Black Widow trying to to destroy the Red Room once and for all, which we have not mentioned. The Red Room is a floating sky fortress. <laughs> That's why no one can find it because it's in the sky. Um, I mean that was literally the the least of my problems. I was like, yeah, I guess you would have a cloud producing ship with also a lot of windows. <laughs> yep, the, the, I guess they fly higher than Shield, and that so that, yeah, they uh, never run into them, each other. Because <laughs> yep. Shield's just got a ton of helicarriers all over, and they they had a a giant skyscraper satellite that could somehow stay afloat in the sky and generate its clouds. It's all good. Yeah, as long as it's farting out clouds, no one will notice anything. Oh, <laughs> man, it's like, yeah. Oh man. Uh, you, did it bother you that this plot was effectively the plot of On Her Majesty's Secret Service? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I think, I don't know. There was a lot about this that felt very James Bondy. I mean, you know, and we should, should we tell the folks, originally we were going to talk about a James Bond movie that featured yeah. Roger Moore. And, and we, we kind of did. We kind of did in a weird way. So, uh, uh, <laughs> that one we were we were one we were literally one movie off from the one they showed versus the one we were going <laughs> to yep. be talking about but, yeah it is bizarre that we were gonna we decided before we saw this movie that we were going to talk about it uh i guess i had seen it and you hadn't uh and, and you pressured me into talking about it and <laughs> yep. i was just like i okay we could do something new that's fine well, I, I was like, well, I know John is not going to care for this test. <laughs> yeah, no, I we, because we, I didn't really care for this test faster. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> this is like, not what I, uh, yeah, it, it was sort of using the name and general theme of, of a, a cool Marvel villain and just sort of, and sort of kind of throwing it away uh, uh in service of this twist so i don't know yeah I'm, i have no problem with uh, antonia being taskmaster uh but i do wish you know if they're everyone keeps saying they're gonna introduce mutants at some point 
it would have been great to to be like yeah you know they can uh they can copy any moveset, but we don't really know why. You know, they're just because they did mention that Natasha was selected for her genetic genetic potential, and so you're like, ooh, talking about genes, that's X Men territory, <laughs> and not Gene yeah. Gray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope that wasn't like she was a mutant all along, and her mutant power was determination. Like, <laughs> you know, like I hope that's not the case. The thing is. I don't really need the exposition on why someone can do something, right? Like, yeah, because most of the time we don't get that. We we see Thanos fight somebody. Someone's like, he's super strong because he comes from a, a a group of people called Titans who are also super strong. I don't need that. I just know that he can punch the Hulk and the Hulk fills it, and that's a a, a good indicator for me about power level. The same thing with Taskmaster. Taskmaster say fights Hawkeye, whoops Hawkeye's ass. You go, oh shit, okay, at least he can whoop Hawkeye's ass. And then when it's like he's fighting Black Panther, oh Black Panther, it's a stalemate. Okay, this this person is no joke. And then when he's fighting all of them, you go, oh my god, like this person's a golden god. And it just I understand the 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 power levels here. And you could have came out later and said, oh yeah, mutant. They've been here for years, ever since the Cosmic Cube came out of the, you know, out of the ice or some shit like that. Did something. Whatever. I, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. You know, when everyone got snapped back, suddenly some people are mutants for some reason. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. But it's just, yeah. Like, I mean. Uh, yeah, they they could have had that, right? They could have, let, let's say you you have the, the whole, um... The whole reunion between uh, Natasha and her surrogate family earlier, and you establish, oh, Red Guardian is super strong. He is like, you know, equal to Captain America in strength. And then you have that fight between him and Taskmaster early, and have Taskmaster kill him. Like, have Taskmaster be show us why you are using terminator uh imagery and also terminator in a certain part when uh taskmaster is chasing them through the alleyways when they're on that motorbike there is like even a music cue that sounds like terminator 2 so if you're going to do all that like you got to show us how deadly this thing is you have to show you know the the T one thousand with you know using their blade arms to chop someone's head and have you need to show us the why this is such a scary character not just this fight with Black Widow who where Black Widow does pretty well <laughs> exactly we we understand how capable Black Widow is a thousand percent like I don't question that at all Black Widow has been one of my favorite characters from like the jump before the before the movies before everything I love Black Widow and so I, I always knew how badass she was and in the movies I felt they did a good enough job that she was just as equally badass but you are correct give me a reason why this per why initiating the taskmaster protocol versus just send a bunch of widows after her was the was the go-to call you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. is this? Why is this person such a threat that they're like, we're not even going to leave it to our high, highly trained super assassins that we've been brainwashing for years? We're going to leave it to this person. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Kill Red Guardian. Kill Molina. Kill someone. Someone who's supposed to be a badass. Or let us see this person fight a bunch of people at the same time. And you kind of go, oh, I see that it's not going to be an easy task. Instead, it's just like, oh, leave a little puddle of blood here. I'll hide up in the, the vent here. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's a, you know, we're like, oh, God. If, oh. If, it, if it wasn't Taskmaster, I'd be okay with it. But the fact that it was, it was just like, oh, all right. Uh, I, I'm prepared for this garbage, and I totally was not. <laughs> I, I, I drank a good chunk of my uh, my friend brought over some gin, so I drank a, uh-huh. a chunk of that. I, I drank one of these seltzers, and um, I still was still mad. not yeah, still not numb to it. it was just like, but like I mean, it got to the point where I would just get up and leave the room. And people would be like, "Hey, you need a need us positive?" Like, no, I'm I'm getting an egg roll or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can just let that shit play. I don't give a I don't care. Like the first fight scene that we see between. Um, uh, Natasha and Taskmaster. I just left the room to go get some stuff to eat and like get me a little, a little tonic to put in my gin because yeah. it's like I don't care. The, the minute I'm telling you, the minute I heard Taskmaster Protocol, I just was like, Oh, I'm fucking done with this movie. I'm done with it. I don't care. Yeah, I was like, I thought when they showed that scene of taskmaster watching the the fighting i thought we were going to see him or them do start to do like the moves you know like show us the the process of what taskmaster can, can do instead they ju- they're just sitting there like watching a movie and they get a chip in the back of their head <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, all right. So it's just like a leapfrog product or something. Like it's, <laughs> it's a tiger, one of those old tiger, tiger electronics. Tiger games. It's like yeah, just put this in. That's Ninja Gaiden now. Okay, cool. Let's slot that one out. Give me double double dragons. Okay, that's cool. Oh, give me the Ninja Turtle game. That's cool. Whatever. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Anyway, I could, I could, I could literally rant on this for as long as the movie was. Yeah. So I mean, fifty-seven. <laughs> Taskmaster Shield was too small. Point fifty-eight. <laughs> the backpack thing was hella stupid. Oh, that uh, was so disappointing. When Taskmaster put, when they took their sword and they were, I was like, oh, there's a sheath back there. No, they are literally dropping it into a backpack. <laughs> like he's got all, like she's got all her her uh, gadgets loose back there. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like those. One of those, uh, a fucking Timbuktu or, uh, yeah, like a hard shell backpack. Hard shell backpack only the coolest yeah. people had in high school. <laughs> yeah, my backpack's rigid. And look, it keeps a sword in there. It folds out like tape. Isn't that cool? Where's the bow fit into this? Mm-hmm. Where's Don't the ask. Bow fit in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's the It'd be great if you had a cape. <laughs> it yeah, would really obscure all those things that you have back yeah. there. Yeah, oh wait, you got a shield. Where's that come from? Mm-hmm. Doesn't I matter. Just, doesn't matter. It looks like it kind of folds, but uh, what's it made out of? Mm-hmm. Wishes. Yeah, wishes. Wishes that you were a better version of your character. <laughs> Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Yeah. Um. Well, John, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so overall... If I if I remove Taskmaster from the equation, 
which I am doing in the uh, John cut. Uh, it's okay. I don't. I think it's a pretty good uh, action movie. I don't know if I'd want to say espionage movie because it has bones of that, but doesn't feel like it's all the way there. Yeah, it feels um, pretty light on the espionage. Yeah, um, it it feels like it, it definitely feels like a summer movie. You know, a lot of CG, a lot of explosions, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't hate it, and it definitely still does not take the place of what I would deem like the worst MCU movie. So I think it has that going for it. I think um, Scarlett Johansson did a great job. I think Florence Pugh did a great job. I loved Dennis Harbour just being drunk and silly. That was fun. Like it had a lot of like it had a lot of fun little moments to it. Um but do I think this movie needed to be made? Absolutely not. Not this movie we got. Anyway, I would totally take a Black Widow movie, but I didn't need this one. Like it didn't it does nothing for phase four. It does nothing for like moving anything along. It still doesn't answer certain things. Like what happened at the end of the movie when uh William Hurt you know, uh, what General Ross was driving up and how did she get away two weeks later? <laughs> yep. Like, well, why, he's a joke. <laughs> General Ross is a joke now. Yeah, but that one is just like why show that? Why be like, I'll take care of this. At least show the fucking jet flying down and it opening and we see like a silhouette of Rogers or something. And then she just jumps with it to go help them break out. Or, you know, they've already broken out by this point and they come pick her ass up and just go. It, anyway, like it, this movie, I felt like doesn't really need to, didn't really need to be made. I'm glad it was made. I know that sounds confusing, but I'm going to stick with that. Um, I mean, it's done so well in the box office already. I mean, international, like total, it looks like this movie's on pace to make $218 million between domestic, international, and Disney Plus. And Disney Plus is like $60 plus million. So it looks like this movie would do all right. But. Uh, like, I'll be glad when it. I didn't have to pay $30 and I can just pay my regular Disney subscription and watch it if I ever feel the need to watch it. Yeah, uh, very well said. I agree in terms of um, I think the movie is alright. I liked a lot of the obscure references they had in the movie. Uh, not only putting the Red Guardian in there, um, I think was really fun just from a fan of obscure sort of, uh, uh, bottom shelf Marvel characters. I'm glad that happened. We had a little reference to Ursa, even though it was just a big guy. Uh, maybe that guy could turn into a bear. I don't know. Um, and we had a little, uh, shout out to the Crimson Dynamo as well. Um, so I like that. I like the uh the sort of world building that that implies um i liked uh yeah i like david harbour i think he did a, a really good job 
uh, he's just kind of playing this a similar character to the the sheriff from um, uh, Stranger Things, and I don't mind that at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the performances were great. Uh, every, I think the story was a little lacking in a few areas for me. Um, so I thought the movie was just okay. Yeah, I think that, and I agree with you, I think the biggest weakness of this film is the villains, which is often the case for Marvel. And um, I do hope that they take this character since they obviously, you know, very clearly uh, have Taskmaster living at the end. I hope Antonia gets to go on more adventures we get more texture and background and personality in this character and maybe um you know maybe a, a somewhat of a redemption for for this um for this take on it but yeah i mean i'm i think it's a confusing thing to say you're right to point it out but it's true in that this movie i'm glad that it was made because we've been we needed a Black Widow movie this whole time. We she deserved a movie a lot earlier on in in this whole timeline. So I, I am definitely glad it got made, but I think it's not. I don't think the movie is is too little necessarily, but it's definitely a little late um, in terms of uh, of the whole of the film continuity. But you know. It's 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 pretty good. I, I think if you're a huge fan of the character, you're gonna like this movie. Uh, especially if you're not like if you're just kind of a casual Marvel comics fan and just more of a fan of the movies and maybe the Black Widow character from the movies. I think you are going to to come away happy. I don't think there's anything in this movie that is like super objectionable, but uh, you know we're both fans of uh of Taskmaster and I think uh, yeah got a little bit of a short end of the stick. Yeah, here here. Here here. Indeed. Well, I hope everyone out there enjoyed this episode uh and we uh you know, I hope you didn't come in like going, "Oh, I can't wait for them to just uh, talk about how much they love this movie." And then it turns out our opinions are a little bit different than Yours might be, but, you know, there's a lot of things we liked about it, so I hope that you were able to find some joy in this podcast episode, just like we were able to find some joy in the movie Black Widow. Uh, Do you want to be part of the discussion? Go ahead and check our show notes. All the links to our social media are in there. Instagram, Twitter, we've got those, as well as a Gmail address that you can uh send us some missives we'd love to hear from you <laughs> um thanks as always to burton m6 uh for the incredible theme song and uh as always from all of us here to all of you out there we hope that you're happy healthy and we'll see you next week remember folks anything you can do i can do better except podcasting <laughs> Terrific. Pop 
saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style, we so cool Pop culture, talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Live, shout out to Feral Munch We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver Ain't no doubt we gotcha, this is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life, Pop Saga